Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. It's hard to stay up here right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> Praise God. Father God, we just, for the rest of this service, Lord, well, all the service, Father, it's just still yours. It's still yours, Father. And I pray that right now, in the moments we have left, Lord, that you would give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. Father, I pray that you would open all of our eyes, that we may, uh, the eyes of our understanding, that we may know, Lord, that we may know the hope of your calling for us. That we may know who we are and what belongs to us in Christ, Father. And that we may know by experience, Lord, the exceeding greatness of your power that's toward us. And I've already prayed here. Father God, I thank you that your presence is, is felt today. We know you're always with us. But I just thank you for moving in our lives, moving in our hearts today. And I pray that the people are helped in Jesus' name. Amen. So you already know today's a different service. <laughs> this is like a lab. Y'all ever had a science class? There's teaching, but there are labs. And today's kind of a lab. Just a little bit of a, a taste of an, an example of what you should be doing in your own personal life. You don't have to be here at church to experience what we've experienced today. Anytime, in your car, in the morning when you're alone with God. You don't have to be here, and you shouldn't. I mean, we should here, but you know what I'm saying. You shouldn't wait to only experience God in church. <clears throat> really what we do here is I spent, I spent last night up here doing just what we just did. Okay. What you, we do here corporately it really should just be an extension of what you're doing in your personal life. Amen? Otherwise, we're always the one just having to get built up, and we never make progress in the congregation and in our service. You know what I mean? There's not that momentum. Amen? So you just need to decide. If, if this hasn't been your flow, decide right now. This is going to be my flow. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, many of you have been, are praying for things. You're seeking God about things. You're, you're doing things you know to do, like tithing or giving or walking in love. And all, we're doing lots of things that we know the Bible says to do. But are you doing this? Are you worshiping God? Um, if you pay attention to it, if the, what I'm going to say for a few minutes... This could be your tipping point. This could be what pushes you. We know we have victory. We know victory is ours because of everything he's already done. Amen. But the experience of that victory, this right here, could be the tipping. This the way the balance in the right direction. Amen. So let's, let's uh, turn to Psalm 111. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, it says, praise the Lord. 
says, praise the Lord. It says, praise the Lord. It says, praise the Lord. <laughs> it says, praise the Lord. The word says, praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we praise you. We thank you, Father, that you always come through. We thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you, Father, that you are a good God. We thank you that you've healed our bodies. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You are our provider. Praise the Lord. You're our deliverer. Praise you, God. I thank you, Lord, that your word is forever settled in heaven. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It says, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I will praise and give thanks to the Lord. Notice this. With my whole heart. Not with half of it. Not distracted. Praise the Lord with my whole heart. And notice this. In the council of the upright and in the congregation. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. This is your victory. This is your tipping point. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. We praise you, Lord. Whatever you've been standing for. This is your answer. Praise the Lord. You've already prayed. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Our, our praise bucket is a little empty. Praise, who? Okay, y'all can sit down for just a minute. I, I think we think, we, we pray, which we should, and we go, thank you, Lord, it's done. And then that's the end of it. That's not the end of it. There is still something more you can do. Uh, we know this. When we ask God for something as promised in his word, it, it's not really faith if we just keep asking, going back and asking him for it. Because otherwise, we don't believe he answered us to, to begin with. But we can go back and praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. Okay. Well, I was gonna read. Uh, I was gonna read the whole thing, but I don't. I don't. I don't think I, we have time for that. But I mean, it says the works of the Lord they're great. I'm gonna kind of skip in, around in here. It says. His works honorable and glorious. 
and his righteousness endures forever. Praise the Lord. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. I mean, I like this in verse 5. He has given food and provision notice to those who reverently and worshipfully fear him or honor or respect. He will remember his covenant forever. Like the word says, forever, O Lord, your word is established. It is settled. When he, when he speaks it, it is done. It is settled. His word is settled. We should praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Verse 7, the works of his hands are absolute truth and justice, faithful and right. And all his decrees and precepts are sure. They're fixed, established, and trustworthy. If God says it, it's trustworthy. Everything else really is a lie. Amen? It may be a fact, in the net, but it's a lie if it doesn't agree with the word. Amen? Verse 10 says, The reverent fear and worship of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The reverent fear and worship of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and skill. You want to be skillful in, in your Christian walk? Well, the first thing, because it says here, it's, it's preceding. It's the first essential. is to reverently fear and worship the Lord. Not to reverently fear and, and pray to the Lord. Now, we, we should pray. We know this. Worship. Now, you don't have to sing a song to worship. Just what we were just doing, just praise the Lord. Just, that's worshiping. But it has to be with our whole heart. It has to be with our whole heart. If your heart's not in it, it's not worship. Look at Matthew. Turn over to Matthew. And this is a strong, what the, this is a strong thing. Notice, we can't see your heart. Matthew 15, 7. Uh, you know, I'm going to, let me switch Bibles here. Um, okay, Matthew 15, and 7, it says, hypocrites. I don't, I don't want that to be me. Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Now, yeah, I'm not even going to... I was going to give you some background about that, but we don't have to. Basically, they were... They were not obeying a command themselves. You know, the Bible says to honor your father and mother. Well, they made up a reason how they don't have to do that. <laughs> God, everything we would have given to them or whatever, it's a gift to God. Sorry, parents. 
I'm giving it to God. Well, that was, that was violating the scripture. But they wanted to pretend that they were religious and worshiping the Lord. And he calls them hypocrites. So, we can't see your heart. You can't see your neighbor's heart. But God does. And any worship that you're giving, if your heart's not in it, that's not worship. And it says you're worshiping in vain. It's as if you didn't even worship him. So it doesn't matter if you're calling it worship or praise. If your heart's not in it, it's not. Now, your neighbor may think you are, but it's not. Real, it, it's lip service, right? Real praise and real worship is from the heart. Otherwise, it's just words. And the, the word heart is just another word for our spirit. Not our mind, right? Um, the Bible says that we should worship in spirit and in truth. Over in John 4, Now, the story behind this, the Samaritan, it was a Samaritan woman at the well, and she, he, Jesus has her drop water, and she says, you know, he said, the water I give, you know, you'll never thirst again. And she's like, well, let me have this water then. <laughs> I don't want this water. I'm not ever going to thirst again. <clears throat> but then, uh, and then he went on about the husband thing. You know, she was married five times, and then the man she was living with, wasn't her husband now, and he told her all these things, and she's like, I perceive you're a prophet, you know, I, wow, I perceive you're a prophet, so she asked him a critical question, she says in verse 20, she says, our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is a place where one ought to worship, and Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. <clears throat> so, it's not worship if you're not worshiping from your heart or your spirit. It's just lip service. So, and not a divided heart. I wanted to read this, um, and I think we have some of these in the bookstore. Is worship, Pastor Nancy. Um, there's an account she gives in here I thought was good. <coughs> she says, True worshipers are those who worship in spirit and truth. We are to worship God in spirit with our hearts engaged. So we come in a lot of time, and I understand this. I, I do. I understand. You're tired, right? You're tired. You've had a long night. You've had a long day at work. All this. But if it takes halfway through the service to really get your heart engaged, or maybe your heart never gets engaged at all, what did you really get out of the service? So this is something we need to be aware of, that 
like before we step foot in the doors of the church, and obviously you need to be doing this in your own personal life, but as a congregation, you need to check yourself before you come into the doors of this church and just take a moment and set it all aside. Whatever, whatever that is. Set it all aside and just be, pay attention to make sure that what we're doing in this place, we're doing it with our whole heart. Someone may say, I don't know what it means to worship from my spirit. So what does it mean? Well, have you ever told someone you love them? Did you mean it? Okay, if you meant it, it came from your heart. So when we're worshiping, when you're saying praise the Lord, do you mean it? If you don't mean it, you're, you're not worshiping with your heart. Okay. A woman minister told of a time she was in a large convention hall with thousands of believers attending a service. During the worship songs, thousands had their hands raised to God as they sang. This sight blessed her so much that she said to God, Isn't it wonderful to see all these people worshiping you? God answered her, Look again. And when she again looked out across the crowd, God opened her eyes to see into the spirit realm. She was seeing what God was seeing. In one section, she saw a few shafts of light coming from people toward heaven. In other sections, there was a shaft of light here and there, just a few and, and not many. Then God spoke to her again and said, these are the only ones truly worshiping me. The others have their minds and attention on something else. Many of the people had their hands raised, but their hearts weren't engaged. They had learned to take the proper stance of worship, but God saw their hearts. So to appear to be worshiping without having our hearts engaged isn't truthful, but true worshipers worship God in spirit and in truth. To be true worshipers, we must learn to discipline our minds and our attention so that so that our hearts are engaged in our worship. We must mean it. Look, a minute ago when we were all worshiping, if if you can, you know, don't raise your hand. I know some of you, that was you. Your mind's somewhere else. You're going through the motions. You're singing. You're appearing like you're worshiping. But you realize... I was doing that. I mean, I was thinking about something else. Just repent. I mean, you don't have to, don't repent to me. Repent to God, you know. Just get it straight. You Just get it straight with God. Amen. And he will forgive you. But this is, we really have to be watchful. We have to pay attention. Make ourselves, you know. I need to be, it's kind of like when you're sitting at a table having lunch with somebody and they're on their phone. Do you feel like they care about having fellowship with you at that moment? No. They're distracted. It's irritating. <laughs> it's, it's irritating, and it's really it's kind of rude, you know. Be present. Amen. So with our whole heart, praise God. Praise the Lord. I'm just seeing what else I want to... Praise God. 
So with our whole heart, in spirit, truth, and in truth. You know, um, in, in truth, it means it's going to be w- in line with who the Bible says he is. So when you're praising God, worshiping God, like I said, it didn't have to be a song. You can just be verbally praising God. When you're doing that, do it in line with the scripture, not in line with facts. Because facts are real. They're real. We don't deny facts. But it's not the same thing as truth. Because facts can change. Truth never changes. Amen. And the word is truth. So any fact that's not in line with truth, well, that, that's what's changing. And that's how we need to worship God. So there, you may have facts that tell you you're behind financially, but when you're praising and worshiping God, you're not worshiping based on that. Amen. You're worshiping in line with the word that he's your provider. Amen. So we worship him with our whole heart and in line with the scripture. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I like also in her, in her book, um, I don't know, one of those pages. (laughs) She makes a statement. I really like it. It says, in the rejoicing, power flows. In the rejoicing, power flows. There's power to your situation in the rejoicing. So praising and worshiping God, it doesn't just, it's not just, it is towards God, but it's doing something in us too. Amen. It it does something for us. So if you're not seeing the full results of your prayers. It's not that God's not answering you or hasn't answered you. Um, and you're making all the confessions. Maybe this right here is where you're lacking. Amen. And let's look at one last place here. We did really good. You know, it feels like we've had a really full, rich service. But, I mean, our time's, our time's good. But, I mean, it just feels like, wow, that was, I was satisfied. You know. Let's look at Paul and Silas, Acts 16. So they had just, they, they cast out a, a, a demon of this girl who had been following them around. And it made people mad because she made money for their city. So <laughs> they're going to be mad. They're like, hey, we don't like that. And so they're like, let's put them in prison. And let's beat them. Let's beat them and put them in prison. And so they did. And verse 16, it says, um, well, no, that's already happened there. Okay, pick it up in verse 23. It says, and when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. So, I mean, they're not going anywhere. They're not in the outer prison. No, they're, they put them in the deepest of the deepest and, and chain them up while you're at it because we don't know. Um, but at midnight, in the darkest hour, Paul and Silas, they were praying. They were. But they were also singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. They weren't being quiet about it. Bless the Lord. No, they were not doing that. They were were freely praying and singing praises to God. 
And suddenly, and suddenly, <laughs> there was a suddenly. They weren't just praying. There was a suddenly. Amen. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Ooh, that's good. I just had a thought. <laughs> I just had a thought. Whatever your prison is, whatever your prison is, that praise, amen, it will shake the foundation of that. It'll, whatever, because foundations are, things are built on foundations. Amen. And it's hard to, to get rid of something holy if you don't get rid of the foundation. But their praise, it shook the foundation. So whatever your prison, your praise is going to shake that foundation. There's going to be nothing else to build on. Amen. Woo. <laughs> Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately... All the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, well, he was like, first he's going to get rid of himself because he thought, I'm going to be in big trouble. They're gone. And Paul said, no, hold off. Don't hurt yourself. We're still here. And then he was like, tell me what must I do to be saved. Amen. There was a suddenly, but you know what, they... It wasn't just them delivered. Everybody was delivered. Your praise may not just deliver you. It's going to bring deliverance to somebody else. Amen. Power was manifest. Salvation occurred. All while they were praying and singing praises to God. Praise God. Praise God. What is your prison today? What are you standing for today? Amen? You have to praise. Amen? Who, who wants a suddenly today? Amen? Today can be your day. Today can be your suddenly. Amen? You, you have to decide. Today's going to be a different day. Today's going to be a suddenly in my life. Amen? Praise the Lord. Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. Stand, stand up. We're going to praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We give you glory, Lord. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for answering our prayer. Thank you for healing our bodies. Thank you for redeeming our lives from destruction. We give you all the glory, Father. You are a good God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Rex is going to lead us in praise for a second. And then you're going to then you're going to close the service. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We thank you for who you are in our life. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for being here for us. Thank you for guiding us, teaching us, providing for us, being faithful for us all my life. Thank you, Father, for delivering us, answering our needs bringing us out from the dunghill, Father. Thank you for it. Thank you, Father. We are set on the throne with you now because of what you did. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Well, you know, he is worthy of our praise all the time. All the time. As you're driving in your car, as you're lying in bed, when you're praying over your food at the lunch. So, I'm just going to close it out. I don't quite know what to say, but... Father, we thank you for your presence here today. We thank you for what has been taught and the answers and the help that has come to us. We ask that you would give each one favor as they go about their day and protection, and we thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Be blessed, everybody. You're dismissed.